This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello again, friends. I'm so happy that I'm actually able to talk to you today to do this podcast because Riley and dentistry do not get along and I had a lot of procedures done yesterday. Before I get into all that, I want to say thank you for coming back to my little portion of the world where I talk about dating, my relationship, mom life, workouts, or whatever's happening in my life. I like to keep it real, hence the name really Riley. So, uh, bear with me on the title of this one, because you're probably reading that going, wait, what? Deep Thoughts with Nitrous Oxide. (laughs) Yes, you read that right. So, yesterday, I had to go and get a root canal done, which, ugh, it was literally giving me the most anxiety of anything that I've been through in the last couple of years, because I just hate anything to do with teeth. I'm not disgusting in the sense that I don't brush my teeth, but cleanings... I will admit it. I will be, you know, probably ostracized for this, but I haven't had a cleaning in like six years. For the longest time, I had the worst, you know, dental hygiene habits in terms of going to get cleanings because I didn't have insurance for like 10 years, you know, broke down radio DJ and then I was an intern before that. But then I have no excuse for the last couple of years I've had insurance and I have no excuse not to go. So when I finally decided to get it together and go get a cleaning... No, let me take that back. When I went about a month ago because a previous cap tooth had fallen out to get that fixed, I got it fixed. And then, you know, here it is four or five months later from that, I had pain in my tooth and turns out I need a root canal. But I needed more than that. I had to have a root canal. I had to have an old filling ripped out and a new one put in because of the fact that that one was leaking. Yay. And then another one in the back of my molar had a cavity, which the dentist suggested I rip out. But no, 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 no. One thing at a time. So yesterday when I went to go get said uh, root canal, I was very, very, very nervous I don't get scared about pain in a lot of regards because I've given birth. I work out all of the time. I have seven tattoos. You know, pain doesn't usually scare me. I think it's the idea of sitting in a chair and hearing your mouth being drilled upon and not being able to do a damn thing about it. So I was nervous. Well, they asked me to like, do you want the nitrous oxide? And I'm like, yep. I sure do. Look, I'm a person that believed in the epidural when I was given birth. I was like, I don't want to feel this. Nope. Same thing with dental work. I was like, give me all of the nitrous oxide. Give me all of the numbing agents. Let me put my earbuds in. Let me just not be here as much as possible. I was legit sweating. I was just very fidgety and I wanted to be able to get through this. Otherwise, I was going to chicken out and my teeth were going to fall out. (laughs) So they gave me the nitrous oxide And here's where, like, the deep thoughts start coming in. And I bet you any money I must sound crazy thinking about this, but this is where my mind was going as I was floating off into the nitrous oxide galaxy and they were drilling into my head for a couple of hours. So I couldn't 
really figure out like why I was being such a baby about this because I'm a person that has a high tolerance for pain and not a whole lot shakes me in that sense. I all I wanted was my boyfriend Marshall. I know you're puking over there on the other side of this airwaves, but I just could not stop. Like I almost set myself into tears at one point, just wishing he was there. He had to work. I'm a big girl. The appointment was in the middle of the day. I just had to buck up and do it myself. And I'm just like, what is my deal? Like I have, I'm not feeling any pain. I'm not, you know, the, this, this very qualified dentist is going to treat my mouth with love and care the way she would any other person, but I just could not get over myself that I was like, oh my God, I just want somebody to be there to hold my hand. And I'm usually this tough girl. So I was puking inside myself that I was like, what are you, what's wrong with you? Why? It's not that big a deal. And, you know, then I got to start thinking about my kid again. This sounds so weird that this is where my mind was bouncing back and forth to it. But I think it was in terms of neediness is what I was thinking about. You know, he's three and a half years old and he's still in the phase, which I hope he stays in just a little bit longer, that he will stub his toe or, you know, he bit his tongue the other day and it was like Armageddon was happening. Oh my God! Ah! Like this big screaming, crying, dramatic scene. And all he wanted was a kiss from mommy. And, you know, I give him the kiss from mommy and boom, he's better. And I was like, wow, sitting in that dentist chair, I was like, I'm like my three-year-old right now. All I wanted was a hug or a handhold from my boyfriend. I know this might sound like I'm still under anesthesia and it might sound super crazy, but at the time underneath this gas mask, it all made sense to me. You know, because as parents, sometimes we don't, because we do it all the time, we comfort our children. It's just something that happens day to day. You don't think about how within your kid's mind that all they need is that little bit of a push. All they need is that tiny little bit of support. Because you think, how in the world did this catastrophic tongue biting or toe stubbing, you know, magically go away because mommy gave you a kiss? Well, because in their mind, you're that like superhero to them that the kiss makes it all better. And for me, yesterday in that dentist chair, I became a three-year-old that all I needed was a superhero hug from my boyfriend. Are you puking over there? Like, are you ready to unsubscribe from the Really Riley podcast because you think I'm a crazy person? (laughs) I mean, that very well may be true. But I think it's crazy how when you go such a very long time without any kind of support in the way of like handholding because I was a single mom doing the damn thing by myself for three years in a city where I didn't really have a lot of friends. My family was nowhere close. And you get that little bit of amount of support and all of a sudden you feel like a needy bitch. <laughs> I know that that sounds a little bit harsh, but that that's where I was yesterday. I was like, I realized just how much I was a person that was craving human connection and support. Again, this might have been the gas getting to my head, but it was such an emotional moment for me. Thank God it didn't break down in the chair because the dentist would have been like, don't give her any more, take it away. And then I would have felt everything and that would have been just a catastrophe. But I couldn't stop thinking about how incredibly profound it was for me to feel that way. And I think that's okay. I think sometimes I don't give myself enough credit in the idea of like, you can still be a badass and still completely need someone and completely need that support. It's okay to like 
break down that wall and give that to somebody. I don't know how okay it is to be thinking about this in a dentist chair when you're some completely looped up on the nitrous oxide. But the point still remains that I'm coming to that realization more and more as my relationship progresses that, dare I say it, I am beginning to need someone. Again, really weird, deep nitrous oxide thoughts. But this is what I was realizing as I was sitting there in one of the most vulnerable positions I've been in in a while, because vulnerable and me don't go hand in hand. You can totally talk to my boyfriend that it's it's almost like pulling teeth to get me to reveal my softer side a lot of the times. And as I'm growing and learning through these things in life, because this was my first situation with having my teeth drilled into in terms of a root canal, <laughs> side note, take care of your teeth, people, because it sucks, is, you know, I, I'm just in a space where I'm opening and unlocking parts of my heart and my mind that I just didn't know that were there or I didn't want to know that they were there. Like to realize that I am just as vulnerable in certain situations as my little precious three and a half year old is, is a really trippy, scary thing to come to terms with. You know, I'm not thinking that my boyfriend would ever take advantage of the fact that like I'm saying now I need you because that's not the case it's not I need you in like oh my god I need you to think for me I need you to do my finances I need you you know to fix everything for me but in terms of needing human support I think that I have been a woman that's craved that a lot longer than I ever allowed myself to think or allowed myself to realize super strange and odd that in the dentist chair is where I did come up with that, but it's absolutely true. Like when you're vulnerable in things, I think sometimes it makes you stronger in whatever path it is you're going through. Like when you're vulnerable, I think the last time I was super vulnerable is when I first started working out in the gym. I had no flipping clue what I was doing to swing a kettlebell was like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to hurt myself. Like to do a pull up for the first time in my life was this, like moment and it, you know I was vulnerable in that way of like putting my hands myself in the hands of a personal trainer and sometimes it's embarrassing to be in the gym when you do bash yourself in the knee with a kettlebell it's not as bad as I'm making it sound I promise but you know those vulnerabilities pop up in places that you just don't really realize are going to be there and then when they are for me I'm a big old crybaby in that sense that it's super emotional I think it's just moving forward and breaking down those walls of knowing that Being strong and being vulnerable can coexist in the same space. It's so weird how hard that is to accept. Like, I used to always say in terms of vulnerability in relationships is that, you know, I want to be in a place where I don't need you, but I always want you. And that seemed like a really healthy space for me to be. Like, I always want to be around you. I always want to love you, but I don't need you. And now I'm creeping up into that idea of like, well, you know what? Maybe I do need you. Maybe I do need that human connection. Maybe I do need that support because when I relinquish a little bit of that control of like, I don't need anybody, I've got this, which is my, you know, we got this has been my tagline, my hashtag on Instagram for years. I think once I finally let that go, I realize that it's like healthy and, you know, a happier place to maybe embrace that I might need that support, you know, because. I keep bringing it back to my little three-year-old kid. There's so much innocence in the idea of he needs his mommy and that little, you know, mommy kiss just magically makes every bit of pain go away. Like 
maybe that hug from my significant other or, you know, wherever you are in your space, like maybe it's a hug from your best friend or maybe, you know, just that extra call from mom or that text being like, you know, you can do this is just it, it's it, it helps your human soul, I guess, you know, and I think for me sitting in that chair all looped up on whatever and I had nothing to do but sit there and be with my thoughts. This is what I came up with. I'm probably not going to re-listen to this podcast later because I bet you any money I'm be like, Riley, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but I mean, I thought it was important to document because maybe someday when I'm in the position again, hopefully not getting a root canal because I will for sure take care of my teeth freaking cleanings every six months, y'all, and I will be flossing. But maybe someday when I'm in the position of feeling sad because I'm feeling so vulnerable or slash needy of my significant other, or maybe someday it'll be my son or something like that, that I won't feel so bad about craving that human support. I don't always have to be this rare badass. I can do everything myself. I mean, I'll always try and be that. Because I think it's important to be self-sufficient, but I also think it can work to be self-sufficient and also need people too. So there you have it. Those are my nitrous oxide thoughts. (laughs) However crazy they might sound. I'm going to keep this one a little bit short today because I did get a root canal yesterday and my mouth kind of hurts. So uh, thank you guys so much for coming back and listening to Really Riley. I want to hear y'all's uh, root canal and or nitrous oxide stories. I bet yours are a lot cuter and less dramatic than mine. Because everybody was asking me if I had like any of the videos of me being loopy. No, I was just loopy in my mind. I didn't let it come out of my mouth. But thank you guys again so much for listening. If you would, subscribe to Really Riley on the iHeartRadio app or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. I would love it. I would appreciate you so much. And hit me up on social. I want to hear your ideas about the stuff you want to hear coming up. I want to hear your root canal stories or your aha moment of what it was for you to accept support. You can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Riley Couture. And then Snapchat is at Radio Recon. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will hit you up next week. It's really Riley.